So this is the West Coast Project podcast for Better Call Saul, and we're going back to formats of Breaking Bad to do some flashbacks, and we're at 401 Box Cutter. My name is Mike, and I'm here with Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Hi. We see a flashback, first of all, of Gail happily unpacking the super lab. Yes, he looks like a kid in a candy store. Yeah, he even says something like that, huh? He's like Christmas Day or feels like Christmas or something. Yes, he's got a very childlike presence. Um, apparently, and behind our knowing, Gus had him researching the blue meth, um, reverse en- engineering it maybe, or just checking it out. But he finds out that it's 99% pure, and uh, he's only able to cook to 96% purity. And yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and- when he says that last 3% percent's a tremendous golf, that must be one of those exponential deals that it's... Not just a tiny bit more better. It's like factors of 10 times better. Well, they had a conversation where you have to respect the chemistry. And uh, Gail definitely is impressed, even though um, Gus seems to kind of just want to slough it off as, well, don't let that trouble you. It's no big deal. But to a chemist, it's like a huge difference. Yeah, and Gail, Gail seals his fate here. He makes Gus realize that Walt is the better chemist. Walt is the one to hold on to. Right. I, Gail was not smart here. He even said, I'm not trying to talk myself out of a job, but uh, you know, this is a monumental difference. I'd love to meet the chemist that did this. So Gus, whether it's because of knowing Walt's illness or wants knowing that he can maybe manage Gail a little bit better, Gus's plan is to get Gail to get the recipe from Walt, not to just use keep using Walt, right? Exactly. Yes. So someone who can obviously can get up to that three percent, that would be Gail. Right. So to get back to our spoiler that I spilled in the very first try here, Gail is in fact killed. Um, we see that Jesse's aim was true. That little twist of the camera was just a was just a different shift in the point of view. It wasn't really the gun moving. Um, and Victor, we see Victor showing up, but he's too late. And, but him showing up seals his fate, too, as we'll see pretty soon. But he's seen by too many people to keep going, you know, to keep his role going. Right, not smart to go up to the crime scene. It got yep. really intense here. The show got... Yeah, well, I mean, he just decided to get in bed with the devil. I mean, you know, he's... Gail wasn't smart to do that. He let the money take over him as well. So Jesse's just sitting like in like catatonic state in his car. He hasn't even left. And Victor sees him and takes him back to the lab. And uh, we see Mike waiting with Walt. And it's all a big waiting game here. We're all wondering what's going to happen. Right. You can see the look on Mike's face when Victor tells him that Gail's dead. And he's just like, oh, shit, let's get this over with. Because he does have to report to a boss which is Gus. So Mike gets in these precarious situations where he's kind of like cleaning up after Walt all the time. And I missed it. I missed it the first time I watched it, Kelly, that Mike really makes a hard line to confirm that Victor was seen by the witnesses. Yes. Yeah. He's like, were you seen? Were you seen by anyone? Yeah. I'm just a looky loo. Well, no, sorry. That pretty much sealed his fate. So that, so now they all four sit and wait for Gus uh, and, and while they're waiting, Victor starts to cook. <laughs> and Walt starts to look worried, like, whoa, wait a minute, maybe somebody else can cook. Uh, but he shows that he really had paid attention while watching Gail and Walt through those several weeks that they were working. 
Right. Luckily, the one thing Walt is good at is being demeaning, and uh, he was real—he was really showcasing how much you would really need to know to run that lab when he started pulling out all that jargon that Victor had no idea what he was talking about. Yeah, he had a little bit. He knew a little bit of it, but he's probably not... I don't know what his percentage would have been. Certainly not even close <laughs> to 96. Uh, oh. Okay, we see Maria dropping off some bills to Skylar, Hank's medical bills. And she thinks Walt's there because his car's there, but of course Walt was picked up that night before and taken in, and we've gone through this whole murder Mm -hmm. that we, of course, had to wait a season to find out. But that's why Walt's not there, but his car is there. Right, this is the second time he's disappeared on Skylar overnight, the first time being when when, uh, Tuco took him. And he had that fook state, so... You know, I don't think she likes it too much when he's uh, just disappears overnight. Yeah, the fugue state was a bad excuse. I don't think Skylar ever ever bought that. No, no, we find out later she absolutely did not. But it's scary that all these people come to their house, right? We we saw Tuco and we saw we now Victor and later on we'll see Todd. And their house is not exempt from this criminal activity. Yeah, Mike and the cousins and Jesse. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, everybody comes there. Forgot about the cousins, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Skylar takes the car and just moves it, I guess, so Junior won't wonder where Dad is if his car's here and he's not here. Right. Um, and then we get to Saul. Now, Saul's office, there's a whacked-out guy pounding on his door. Who was that guy? Did we ever find out? Just some freak needing some legal help? Yeah, I think he, he looked like he was homeless. Like, maybe he wanted to use the bathroom, or I don't know what he wanted, but definitely... Uh, it didn't look like he had a pot to piss in. Yeah, but we get to meet Huel. Yeah, that's the best part. Huel is awesome. Huel, we're closed. <laughs> First view of him. So that's Lavelle Crawford, who's actually a comedian. Do you know anything else about Lavelle Crawford? Uh, no, I know that he's a comedian as well. Um, but no, I don't know too much about him other than that. No fun facts that... Uh, I did a fun fact, but I could not remember what it was. I couldn't find it in time. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty cool that he later he, he partners up with Bill Burr. I right. Love, I love Bill Burr, but they are just so funny together. Yeah. Uh, Bill Burr, of course, another comedian that we'll see later on. But And Bob Odenkirk is a comedian as well. Yeah. Lots of comedians. Yeah. But uh, Francesca enters the phone. Francesca is the secretary that uh, made the fake call into Hank when they were stuck in the RV. And we haven't seen her too often beyond that, have we, either? No. Uh, well, we do. We see her a little bit later. Or unless that was before where um, uh, Walt crashes through the door. Was that? Yeah, I think that is later. But this is yeah. maybe the second time, other than that phone call to the RV, that the second time we've seen her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can remember anyway. But basically, it's Skylar looking for Walt. She wonders what's going on because he's just missing again. <laughs> um, so Saul is... She, she's... Skylar wants to talk to Saul. Saul's checking for bugs on the floor, <laughs> um, listening bugs, eavesdropping bugs. Yeah, he's gone into super paranoia mode. He, you know, he obviously he gets uh, Huel as his bodyguard. Now he's looking for bugs, and yeah, he's gone off the rails for sure. So now Skull, we we know for sure Saul is definitely worried because he calls back and t- talks to Skylar from that payphone. Um, with Huel standing guard outside the payphone, and they're just—they're just not taking any chances of like being caught on a phone call. 
Right. If you notice, uh, Skylar does not know how to be stealth on the phone uh, because she's just talking about the meth lab, like uh, not even considering how careful she is with numbers and other things when it comes to talking. She just doesn't know when to shut up. Yeah, and Saul tries to say, oh, you're breaking up. I didn't get that. and it wasn't clear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then Huel asks Huel, he asks Huel if he's got a passport, which sounds pretty ominous. <laughs> he's ready to run, for sure. He is. Yep, that's Saul. You know, he's always taking those steps to get out of Dodge. And that was it for Saul in this uh, 401. So we see Skylar. Skylar gets into Walt's apartment by charming the locksmith. She's looking for clues for his whereabouts in the apartment now, and she doesn't really find much except for that teddy bear's eye again. Right. That thing is pretty well-traveled. It's been everywhere. Yep, it keeps popping up. Symbolic. Is it symbolic of anything other than just the curious fact that it keeps popping up? Well, it's the teddy bear eye, and that teddy bear eye, can't. nothing good happens. You know, the cousin saw it on the bed. Um, it showed up when the airplane crashed and it fell out of the sky and was burning in their pool. So seems yeah. like any time anybody comes in contact with the eyeball, nothing good is going to be coming ahead. Yeah. So next, Marie goes home. Hank's working on his new rock collection hobby. Uh, it seems like his hobby is collecting rocks and, and <laughs> actively ignoring Marie. It's minerals, Marie. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Yeah. He's really harsh to her about his therapy making progress. He's uh, horrible. He is horrible to her. Yeah. And they, they're very good friends in good, li- in, in good life, in real life. And he has said before in interviews that it's very difficult to be that harsh on her. I imagine it would be. And then she has to help him with the bedpan. That, yeah. that was oddly, at the same time, humiliating and beautiful in a weird, freaky way that somebody would help somebody else that way. Right. She'll do anything for Hank. And he's in the most vulnerable position that he has to actually have his bedpan cleaned. And you know this guy's a prideful guy. Got to so. give Marie a lot of credit for, for the character Marie. And she just got chewed out, and now she's helping him with his bedpan. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she just does anything for him. And, and you know that he's taking it out on her because he's at his all-time low. So back at the lab, here's the, here's the brutal part. So Victor continues cooking, and Walt's critiquing it like almost every little step of the way. Uh, Mike takes a nice sample of Gail's coffee. Uh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, he takes a cup of the coffee from that big old contraption that Gail had. Oh, I never noticed that part. <laughs> okay, now Gus arrives and methodically puts on his lab gear. Uh, I, I have to interject quickly that the best scene, the best part of the scene is when he comes up over the ledge and looks down at them, and they look like a bunch of kids that just got into trouble. Every single one of them looks up at him like, oh, shit, Dad's here. Yeah, well, we've been waiting for him to show up for quite a while now. Right, and Jesse's pretty checked out. I think he's just kind of preparing himself to die. He doesn't really give a shit at this point. Yeah, were, were you preparing for them to die? For what? Well, I mean, we saw Gail. We, we saw the resolution of Gail. But I thought we were going to get another big surprise in this first episode of season four. Because what else was Gus going to do? He was, like, ready to rock, man. Right, yeah. I, I, was, I was completely clueless on what they could do. Um, obviously, if those two die, then the, the show is done. 
So I, I wasn't sure what they could possibly do. Well, Walt was worried. He stands up for himself and Jesse. If, if, like, if you kill me, you have nothing. And even if you kill Jesse, you won't have me. So he's mm-hmm. still protect, protecting Jesse. Right. But Always he, protecting Jesse. He's worried, though. He's, he doesn't know what Gus is going to do. And neither did us as, as the audience. No. Um, but we find out what happens. Gus kills Victor, of all people, uh, shocking every one of them, even Mike. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gus is more powerful and vicious than I think any of them thought. Right. It, what's interesting, too, is that if you look back at the very opening shot where Gail is opening up all his his lab presents, per se, he's using the box cutter that, uh, in a sense, um, Gus uses to kill Victor. So yeah, I did notice that. He kind of set it down. He had to look for it in the drawer at, mm-hmm. at this point, too. Right. Every everything they do is so detailed. In fact, they had to. Uh, Vince Gilligan wouldn't have used red floors if he would have known that they were going to have the scene because they had to look through a box of box cutters that would show up when he dropped it on the floor. So they ended up using that bright green one. That was perfect for that scene. Gorgeous in a in a weird sense. <laughs> so get back to work and then and he goes back out, out and leaves the lab but season four is officially set into its framework with this scene right and it's gus gus yes. being the one to fear for sure yes he is he is very very scary <laughs> i like how they go to um denny's and they they're wearing their kenny rogers clothes which is kind of a homage to uh, pulp fiction right after the well, who is the guy who is harvey Keitel, the fixer guy Right. He yeah. had them. He had them hosed them off in the pool, and they had to wear the crazy shirts. Exactly, Kenny Rogers. <laughs> yeah, with the large, the tag still stuck to it for Walt. Right, and I love, I love how when he sees um, Skyler at the end, he kind of she pulls that sticker off, but doesn't ask him any questions. She doesn't ask him any questions. She doesn't even ask where he's been. She just tells him where his car is. Yeah. Right. I think she doesn't care or she's just trying to keep herself free of the danger or what? I think that there's so many things that have happened that she doesn't even want to know. I mean, he's showing up in painter pants and a Kenny Rogers shirt and the sticker's still on it. I don't know. I don't know if she even wants to know at this point. Yeah, you might not ask even a normal person where they've been if you see them dressed like that in real life. Right. Exactly. <laughs> All right, well, that was Box Cutter, number one in season four. Saul is in every episode of season four. Yay! Um, Number two is 38 Snub. That will be our next podcast. So that's it from West Coast Project for Better Call Saul, episode 401. Uh, My name is Mike at Scathing Tweets is my Twitter, at Scathing Tweets. Kelly, what's your Twitter? It is BRBA underscore fun facts. All right, and you can reach us at West Coast Project for Better Call Saul and find all these connections in in the show notes. And so until 38 Snub, I'll see you later, Kelly. All right, thank you. All right, bye.